1: the Pacific Catch post-game show. Andy Lou. the Warriors lost 116-113 to the Dallas Mavericks. Kind of a frustrating game. I don't know. It, it's, it feels a little weird. Uh, maybe it's because I ordered some noodle time for, you know, for the game, which I just finished. Got the red curry. Well Spicy, done. of course. Um, I'm not feeling as down as
2: usual. but But anyway, you know, you guys should order some Pacific Catch. Um Pacific Catch the uh, I I feel like cuz we do 50,000 shows a week and we promote Pacific Catch every week. It's great. It's like by the time <laughs> from Skept Thomas Jordan Poole is going <laughs> to Pacific Catch these hands. Um <laughs> JP
1: having right, a rough bro. go of it. Having a rough go of it. No, let's get let's get into oh. the game cuz the Warriors lost. Very frustrating because it it was a super winnable game. Some terrible officiating all yeah. the way through. Like it was just it was. You get what five maybe ten games a year, which are the ref show. Tonight was a ref show game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they let a lot go there, but I thought there was positives. And in general, it does feel like the Warriors are the Warriors again
2: in yep. some ways. Yep. So so let's, right, let's get let's get straight into it. That was my takeaway from this game. I'm actually I'm fine with the look. The losses happen. What are you What are you supposed to do? You're going to win 15 in a row, uh, 24 in a row. Uh, but it, to me, it felt like it was playoff atmosphere. It felt like Dallas. Great fans in there, right? It looked like it was a Western Conference Finals game. Felt like one of those games where the Warriors lose that game and go, yeah, we're going to win the series though. Because look at the way we lost the game. We none of our guys showed up. Three Jordan Poole, Wiggins, and Clay couldn't hit a, hit a shot. Clay missed the wide open one to end the game. Poole missed the wide open one down the stretch. And all that being said, the Warriors were actually up with about a minute and a half or so. And it took Luca, you know, 40 plus points making shots left and right. Tim Hardaway was making bullshit shots all game long. So it felt like one of those games where you go back and say, yeah, the Warriors are going to win the series in five or six. This is just one of those games. It's like a, it's like Dallas game three. Right? It's like they're going to show up and they're going to make 25 threes and they're just going to win. Uh, so that's what it felt like. But like you said, overall, Warriors feel like the Warriors. And the story to me is Sean the Kaminga. That's the guy. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, I was literally about to say it. John the Kaminga yep. is the story of tonight. Um, we've been waiting for this to come because he has the skill set to be that extra athletic wing that they want. The The GP2 replacement, the the wing you can throw out there who can defend and do some stuff on offense. Tonight, he did that. Ten rebounds pops to me. 14 points. I felt like the second quarter was all about Kuminga. The Warriors Warriors had the worst first quarter they've had of a long time in this game. And really the story of it was the second unit, and particularly Kuminga, ignited the run. It was really kind of the opposite of what we've seen all year. You know, all year it's been starters dominate, bench gives it up. Tonight was a little different. Tonight, starters were awful bench gave it back i mean we can throw we can throw the box score up here but it's it's quite funny to me you know the the starters were like minus 20 and kuminga's plus 23 that's what we were that's the type of stuff we were seeing and for me the bigger thing was we're seeing we're seeing growth from kuminga we're seeing buy in we're seeing a guy who is playing within his role and realizing he doesn't need to dribble a hundred times in a row to be effective. If he plays within his role, he can affect the game in a hundred different ways. He is, I mean, he's hes huge wing. He can absolutely get a bunch of rebounds. He can slash um, easily his best game of the season. And honestly,
2: if he continues down this path, he's going to play 20 plus minutes a game. And he's going to be in the playoff rotation uh, easily. The dude is such a monster defensively. I know Luca had 41 tonight, uh, dominated the Warriors, passing, shooting, mm-hmm. getting to the free. Like literally, he did anything he wanted out there. But the few times that he did have a little bit of trouble was because of Kaminga, who, you know, Kaminga doesn't he's not as quick as Wiggins, so he's never gonna be able to guard the quick point guards, but he is longer than Wiggins and he is stronger. Like you're not gonna move him he's as very easy. Strong. Yeah, you're so you're just and he's what 20 years old like that a guy a kid that strong that young is impressive, which is why I always said the kid's going to be an elite defender one day if he gives a shit about defending which looks like he does because he I think he realizes it's the only way he's going to get minutes he played 26 minutes tonight can argue he probably should have played 30 with how bad some of the other guys were and. I think if he figures that part of the game out, everything is easy. 10 rebounds is insane, but just playing that low dunker spot, that's the pl- that's the range that Andre Godalo always had, right? Just chill in the short corner, make the right pass and get it right pass from Looney or Draymond, get a dunk. And then at the end of the game, he makes a three. That's your typical like bullshit Andre three, right? He just wide open, crunch time. That's for Boom. me, that's the big the
1: big shot for him because if he can hit the corner three, he closes games. Yep. Um yep and and really that's kind of what's holding him back like being well two things were holding him back uh inconsistent effort, a little um wanting to be the star of the show and not just be like one of the guys but he he corrected that pretty quickly like tonight he was everywhere he led the team in rebounding uh just really used his physical gifts to impact the game. The other one is more of a skill thing like he just can't be out there in closing time if he can't stick an open jumper in the corner and tonight he did. And and I think that's a big thing for him. I don't need him pulling up like Steph. I don't even need him shooting like Wiggins. Wiggins didn't shoot well tonight, but Wiggins has become an excellent shooter for this team. Um, I just need him to hit the open shots. I just need him to credibly punish a defense if they leave him wide open. Uh, you know what? Uh, I throw this up there because Kuminga, he does have that dog in him. Big and dog. That's 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 why that's why I'm a Kuminga guy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've he's the maturity stuff was fair to call out you could see it at times where he thinks he's too good for certain things but like he is a guy if you challenge him i'm i'm bullish on the personality that's that's all i'm going to say i'm, I'm yeah. a buyer i'm a buyer in in the competitiveness inside of him like he seems like the kind of guy who like you know if you if you go at him he'll he'll smile until he gets
2: mad and then he'll want to get you back type of thing which is like the energy you want from a guy you know, it's reminiscent of Jordan Poole from the first couple seasons he played, and Jordan Poole kind of got a, I, you know, I think a, a kind of an unfair uh, stick from Steve Kerr for a few years. I think Kaminga's kind of got an unfair, but you can't really say it's a bad stick from Steve because it's worked with Jordan Poole. He's very good now, despite the fact that he struggled tonight. Same with Kaminga. By the way, Steve Kerr tonight said that's the best he's ever seen. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna get to that quote, but that's the best Steve Kerr's ever seen John Lee Kaminga play. I mean, I agree. Easily, yeah. By the way, he had two blocks and they were two weak side blocks. Help, help defense. I, ne- I've never thought of someone that young could be a help defender. I mean, like Clay to, to this point in his career has never been a help defender and he's 30s now, <laughs> he's right? Clay's also is. never got his head above the rim like that. <laughs> he's not worried about that. But, uh, dude, I'm te- if Jonathan Kaminga, because Wiggins is not really a help defender too, but you know who was like Kevin Durant was a great help defender. Yes, so I'm not saying he's KD, but. If Kaminga, he has the size, he has the athleticism. If, he, if you're going to tell me he has the IQ to become a great help defender, that takes his defense to a next level, especially off the bench because now you can pair him with Looney, Draymond, Dante DiVincenzo next to Jordan Poole. I mean, that's, I mean, dare I say that's a really good bench compared to what we saw in the beginning of the season. So it is falling into place. The starters were terrible today. That's why they lost, right? Steph was horrible to start the game. Again, Poole, Clay, Wiggins all awful, couldn't make a shot. So those guys lost the game, but I think long-term, this type of play from Kaminga means a lot more to me than a than a late November loss in that. I doesn't I mean much to me. It's what Kaminga did tonight does. Yeah, it's annoying that they
1: fall to 11-11, but you sure. look at the rest of the West, it's not that annoying. They're like three games out of first. It's not a big deal right now. Um, I do agree with you, and I've said this since the preseason, the Warriors need one of their young players to pop, like playoff pop. And I was always optimistic it would be Kuminga and it's still early and I don't want to be like it's a it's a told you so thing, but it's looking like it will be Kuminga because and, and that's what this roster needs because okay, you got you got your core six. Uh Dante's really rounding into shape to be a productive seventh player for this team. JaMichael uh, not looking like the guy we thought he would be when they got him, but um it, they need to get one of those young guys to actually be a productive playoff player. And right now it looks like Wiggins and it, it always makes sense because the Warriors love to go wing heavy
2: in the playoffs. And he's, he's, a, he's a way he's a, he's going to be a perfect fit for them. I mean, if this is, if uh, last season he figured it out for stretches, right. And then he kind of didn't, but just what happens with 21 year old. So we'll see if this sticks, but if this really does, and he can do this relatively consistently, and then get better, which we all assume is going to happen, that's a two-way monster, Sam. That's a, that's just a guy that he's that's a, he's not exactly Andrew Wiggins, but doing what Andrew Wiggins does and seeing what he's done in the postseason, that shit matters so much. Uh, what Jordan Poole does matters so much too, because they need a guy that creates off the bench. They need a guy that can score. You know, they they don't they don't need. In crunch time, like they don't need a big man score. They don't really like that's not what they don't need another scoring guard, they don't need that. No. They need a two-way wing like Kaminga defensively. And if he can fi- finish defensively, it's it's like it gets me excited, dude. I'm I'm excited, even though the Warriors lost this game because of what it does, together.
1: it does get me excited. We got a comment here from Dwayne Steph. You're not going to win games when your yeah. second, third, and fourth scores combined for 24. Yeah, and and let's 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 pivot to this because let's talk the game. Like we're excited about Kuminga. It's a yep. big ultimately that's the bigger story in the scheme of the season. But let's let's get down to the nuts and bolts of this game. Um Steph had an awful start to the game. He's still finished with 32. Uh, was that a travel or was that not a travel in your mind? It didn't look like a
2: travel. Also it's Steph Curry. You're not going to call him for a travel. It's bullshit. Oh, but they are. Yeah, I know. I know. Which was unfair, but also even before he traveled. Why are you taking a three? Why are you taking a three? He got, by the way, he got called for a travel like five minutes before that on the exact same thing. Also the, what was the points in the paint that the Warriors had? They had like 70 points in the paint. Davis were isn't blocking you. Masi Kleba isn't blocking. Finney Smith isn't blocking you. That was peak. That was peak staff going
1: for the kill shot. Instead of just like, he had his man beat, take the two points, tie it up
2: and let's keep going. And you would have gotten fouled probably too. (laughs) So just, yeah, he might, have, he might have got the lead that way, too. He yeah, did it in right. Charlotte. He did it in Charlotte, so I'm never – look, it's, it's Steph Curry, so that's all I got. Just shoot the layup, Steph, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's Steph. It's Steph. I'm sorry. I got nothing. I got nothing. Terrible, terrible
1: starter game. No. Um, I don't really want to dwell on it too much. Like, Wiggins was bad. Draymond was large. Eh, Draymond was probably better among the starters. Clay was terrible um looney had some stretches but it was just kind of like they were due they've been dominating people too much um at some point they were gonna have a dud uh and it was cool at least to see the bench keep
2: them in this game a little bit but you know they're they're kind of due for it i okay so here's one here's one though because i agree with you on on the on the other stuff it's i think it's you throw it away but from awesome it becomes here, a thing over a few games what we'll, we'll talk about it, but yeah I, and I know I think this is the one so hit hit from awesome elephant in the room what's wrong with what's wrong with Jordan Poole it's so that that to me that that's a question that's a question I think worth asking because he's been pretty up and down this season he's been better lately tonight it was i mean the travels the carries the sh- the decision making the shoot I just man do, are you worried i'm
1: Getting frustrated, worried is not quite the right word, but like Jordan Poole, three for nine from the field in 27 minutes. Why is he only taking nine, nine shots?
2: Nine shots. Yes. Crazy.
1: He had nine assists. I don't know. He's done this multiple times this year where he's gone super facilitator. And and I don't know if it's the coaching staff in his head. I don't know if his, he's in his own head because of the contract and expectations and that sort of stuff, but it's like, bro, you're paid to shoot. Like, Jordan Poole's value is being essentially a mini Steph Curry. Like, he's really explosive
2: when he's locked in. I don't need you trying to be Chris Paul out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, he had nine assists tonight. By the way, friend of the show, Alexis Morgan, said JP was plus 14 with a team-high nine assists. So, But to your point, I'm not paid to be Jason Kidd. Not yet yeah, to exactly. be Steve
1: Nash, right? So, I don't know. It's he's he's struggled to find his role within this team. The reason he works well with the starters is a the starters are really good, but B he knows exactly what his role is playing next to Steph Curry with Draymond Green and that sort of stuff. He still hasn't figured out how to balance playmaking and scoring with the second unit. There's been times he's tried to score, so it's just been too selfish. Um, I don't want to say I'm worried but like sooner or
2: later we got to we got to come to something a little better than this. Is he husband. might he might be a little bit more streaky than Look, it, it we're still trying He's
1: certainly more streaky than Steph but like
2: okay, that's, Maybe that's, than we thought. Yeah. I think cuz he's so he's so young and we haven't seen Jordan Poole play he, I mean he hasn't seen Jordan Poole play that long in his career. It's only year 4. So, I think maybe Jordan is just a streaky player. Uh, may, at least this early in his career, right? He's still he's still so young. I think, I think it still takes a lot to get him to be confident consistently. You know, you're not just going to be Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I think we we've been spoiled where Steph is just Steph. He came in, he's just Steph, and and Clay is just you know he's always been a great shooter. So with Jordan Poole, I think there are things that. You know, are kind of hurting his confidence sometimes. I think defense is one of them. I think the foul calls are one of them. The travels, all that stuff, and then having to lead a second unit that starts the season is one of them. So I think like him getting in rhythm is is pretty hard. It's uh, he does need more baddies courtside. Maybe he should have been at the Iran game. Hey man, look, I was rooting for Iran today. Sam, I was just in the looking in the stands. I was, I was a happy. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't care for Team USA soccer. I could, I could have done without him, but you know. By the way, shout out to to Team USA pulling out a one nil victory. My guys, they're playing the Netherlands on you Saturday. Sound, you sound like LeBron talking about soccer, like, <laughs> and I watched the
1: match. Pretty was- unique. <laughs> Pretty unique. Um, <laughs> oh, let's you- um. What's next? So I want to I also want to give one one last warrior bench shout out before I move mm-hmm. on to kind of a question I want to probe you with. Mm-hmm. Um Anthony Lamb. I thought Anthony Lamb played really well tonight. So good. So 11 good. points, four for six, two for four from three, five rebounds. And look, he's a two way player. I'm not sure how much better he can actually get than what he is right now. He's He's undersized and he's kind of slow, right? Like it, there's yeah, just a yeah. limited thing, but I think Anthony lamb exemplifies the final piece for this team. If Kuminga is going to be who he looks like he's going to be because Anthony lamb lets them play Kuminga at the three and he lets them play Kuminga at the three, because he's a stretch four who makes quick decisions and passes. That's, it. What, it that's, that's what it is. That's literally, that's literally what auto Porter did auto Porter Yep. You know, he's not the passer Draymond is, but he didn't like stand with the ball in his hands for an hour, right? That's, that's exactly and then, right. and then he yep. he shot it. So I'm just sitting here and I'm going, man, if they find a big who's better, who does what Lamb does, but just like at a higher level, I, they're set. They got a perfect rotation because Jordan Poole will, should come around. Da, uh, Dante's Ooh, good game re- with Dante today, really, Whew. really figuring out his role as kind of like they kind of ask him to be Andre of the second unit. He's obviously an Andre Godala, but like just be that guy who does a little bit of everything and settles the team down, right? Yep. Um, and yeah, he played really well tonight. There's two two really good games in a row for him. Uh, Kuminga being that two-way force, like they really just need that, that big who connects everything, can hit some jump shots. And I think they're I, – I feel pretty good about that rotation. So I just wanted to call that out because I feel like that's – you know, if it was Otto Porter and Lamb's place, we'd be seeing her being like, yeah, they're same team as last year. They're good to go. Replacing GP2 with Kuminga.
2: He's a little younger, but we're, we're in a good spot, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think... You know, you're getting a better version of certain players. So I, I agree. By the way, somebody in the comments says Sam looks like Aaron Rodgers. Look at that. Nobody ever says that about me. Nobody ever says anything about my looks. I'm <laughs> fucking believable, dude. Uh, with the on Anthony Lamb, he's just super. He's just smart as hell, man. He's just or maybe it's I'm used to watching the bench from earlier this season be dumb as hell. So I just I, whatever it is. He also hit some big shots tonight. He had an and one bucket just moving in slow-mo. It's like almost like Kevon Looney, just moving in slow-mo scoring on Davis Bertons. By the way, if you're Davis Bertons, you're letting Anthony Lamb go one-on-one and score against you. It's in a dark, dark place. The, the Dallas Mavericks, by the way, are a they are not a I would not say that they're a real basketball team. Like they're they're a playing team this season to me. Uh but hey, good for Luka. He's gonna get his buckets. It's good for my fantasy team, but that's it's a loss. My, I'm on team. my team too. Oh, so <laughs> I put him in lineup tonight. That's Hey, somebody said I look like Simulu. Liu. That just might be racist, but I'll take that one.
0: <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: I want to ask you this question. I've been marinating on this one for a while. Luka Doncic, he is what? 24 years old right now? No, 23 years old. Born wow. in February, 23 years old. Is Luka more Cleveland LeBron first stint or
2: Rockets Harden? I think it's not close. He's way more like Rockets Harden. And there are differences. Rockets Harden, because Luka has his post-up game, which is just incredible. He can make passes out of there. He can hit the fadeaway. He can hit the little push. He can do all that fun stuff. But, dude, Cleveland LeBron was the best defensive player in the world. Elite rim pressure. Super athletic. I understand that his teammates suck, but... Just the style of play is so much closer to to. It. Sometimes watching Luca isn't fun. I've always had fun watching LeBron. As much as it's fun to make fun of LeBron, it, he's always been fun to watch. Luca is especially early in his career. Sam, I just sometimes it's really hard watching Luca, man.
1: I'm gonna go the opposite way with them either. Oh and no! Hear my case. So I I I hear your stylistic case, but. Personally, I think Luka's better than LeBron was at 23. Yeah, you can put that on the record. You can cut this wow. out. And troll wow. me. Troll me to death for that. Wow. Um, no the dude. So my my issue with Harden has been Harden never has a counter. He has a formula. I mean, he, 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 he plays like money ball. You know, it's like I'm going to bait you into a foul or take a step back or go to the rim. And that's it. I'm not doing anything else. LeBron for all of his heliocentric offense played the game. You want me to go in the post? I'll go in the post. You want me to attack the rim? I'll attack the rim. I'll shoot. Like he does that stuff. And for me, Luca does the same thing. He's got better feel for basketball than um than Harden. Like there's more uh creativity off the bounce there. There's also the ability to operate out of the mid-range, operate out of the post, which I never see from Harden. I think. For me, the biggest thing is Harden, you always knew in the playoffs, if you took away what Harden wanted to do, he'd be like, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to quit. With a guy like LeBron, and to a degree with a guy like Luka, they have the ability to counter it and kind of be creative with their counters. Um He's got a long way to go to even touch LeBron defensively. Like, hey, forget
2: that. Well, he you know,
1: never like will. Yeah, he never mean yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. But I'm talking about, like, the ingenuity and creativity. You're never going to see Luca have a two for ten, eight turnover, six point elimination point game. Because I've seen James Harden have that sure. game five times in a row, you know? And that, for me, that is the distinguishing characteristic between them.
2: I think that's, you know, that's mental. I mean, we've seen LeBron have some pretty bad games. Like we've seen Steph do the same thing. I think Luca, it's going to come for Luca at some point. He's, he's young enough. He's going to be mm-hmm. in the postseason enough where he's going to have some stinkers. But I, I'm with you on the counter stuff. James Harden kind of turned himself into a computer program. Yeah. But, like, a computer program without actual w- – without ways to get out of – like, it was just one or two, one or two. Or if it's not two, then it's three. But that's it. Like, there was nothing else. Like, he never actually finished coding the app to where there were other things that he could do. It was just one or two or three, just, and that was just it. Just Darren roughing it up at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Giants better spend some money. I better not see another freaking Darren Ruff on my team next season. I, I'm with you on, oh, on, on that. Oh, you're going to see four of them. <laughs> uh, With you on that, but – I just I can't get over, Luca was so bad defensively in the Western Conference Finals, dude. He was so bad. Like the Warriors, they picked yeah. on him. For I mean, they're they They're
1: games. like, we need to end this game, pick and roll, Luca. Yeah, you're, you know? you're right. You're right. Yeah, you, know? you are right. You are right. That was a thing that happened. We're not <laughs> going to pretend that wasn't a thing that happened. Um, but also, he was dropping forty. He, the Warriors didn't shut him down. They just realized that, like, they could yeah, let him get his. And it was, was like Jokic, right? It was like mm-hmm. Jokic. It was yeah. like,
2: you know, we're cool with everyone else. And then that, you know, it's like a Steph thing, too. You know, maybe he will figure out, you know, Steph at that point in his career, kind of the same thing. It's just you got to figure out how to be passable on defense. Ooh, what do we got here? All right, we got the schedule. Yeah. So
1: I, I wanted to call this out before we got to the Goons real quick. Um, Lost tonight, Warriors are 11 and 11. I feel like they have to win their next three games at home, like that must those have to be w's and then you got Utah, then you're back for boston um what are we looking for over those five
2: is is three and two acceptable or do we need a four and one stretch there? they need a four and one stretch i mean chicago Houston Indiana at home with no i mean there's a back to back in there, but sometimes tells me that they're gonna play in the back to back maybe no clay probably, but probably. they got three days off they got They got – sorry, they've got uh, Wednesday and Thursday off. They got two days off between. So I I assume that they're going to play Chicago and Houston. They should win those two games. They better win those two games. And they got Indiana, who's a fine team, but you got to win that game at home. (laughs) Indiana beat Lakers. That was funny. Uh, after being down 17 in the fourth quarter last night, uh, Utah and Boston, like that should be a split. I mean, that'll be a fun one. You get Boston at home. Right. So that'll be a fun one. But I would say, man, like they've got to make a run. They're kind of already making a run after being right and seven. It's kind of the issue with going. I keep going back to it. Dude, you went on 5 in a road trip that you never should have went on 5 on playing against shitty Eastern Conference teams and this is what happens now, that's right?
1: That's got to be that's got to be your 4 and 1 road trip of the four year. 4 and 1.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, that was a, a fail cuz you look at the road trip that they've got coming up, Milwaukee, Indiana, Philly, Toronto, New York, Brooklyn. That, that's a rough road trip. That <laughs> is a rough road trip. You are not you're not making a run, you're just trying to go you're just trying to survive, right? So, mm-hmm. I say you got to go 4 and 1 next five game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Chicago Friday, Houston Saturday. Uh, Yes, it's a back to back with less than 24 hours between the games, but you got to win both those. Chicago's playing awful. Uh, Houston is maybe the worst team in the league. You know, like they're right there. Uh, And then you got Indy coming to town. Indy is they were in LA last night. They'll have been on the West Coast for over a week by the time they play the Warriors. Mm, Good call. They should be. They're a good team. Uh, Tyrese Halberton's awesome. Oh Uh, my god. Matherin, I don't know if he's my favorite rookie, but he. I like him a lot, and then like Miles Miles Turner's uh, currently playing like the good Miles Turner, whoever wants to trade for. Um, they're they're just a solid team. There's no way there around it. But like they're on the road, they're coming to you. Like you expect to beat Indiana at home, and you hope to beat them at their place, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Then the Warriors go to Utah. Utah's starting to slump. They're tougher at home, but you know the Warriors are not getting them to back to back, so maybe they can take that one. Boston at home will be tough, but you get a lot of rest in both directions. We get our first ABC game of the season, Warriors Boston. That'll be. I'm excited for that. It's early in the year for those 5:30 ABC games, but I'm I'm with you. We're kind of hitting the part of the season where the Warriors have to take care of business and turn 11 and 11 into 17 and 12, 23 and 14. You know, 27 and 17. Like start start making that gap get a little wider because, uh, you know, we're over a quarter of the way into the season and they, they played with
2: their food at the beginning of the season. And, you know, th- that's kind of what you got to do now. I, and I'm also building in the fact that these guys are old at some point here. Draymond's going to have an ankle sprain. Steph's going to have a knee tweak. Don't, don't and they're speak just, into existence. I know, I know, but you know, knock on wood, but it's going to happen. You can't what Steph's gonna play 75 games? No, and I do. I want him to, no, I don't want him to play. Same with Draymond. I mean, I
1: do, but like, I don't. It's the same,
2: absolutely not. I argue that they won the championship last season because Steph got hurt, like, because he sat out the last month is because that's why they won the championship. And so, you're gonna have to build in some losses in the middle or end of the season, kind of like what happened last season. I, I think exactly that's and so, I don't expect the Warriors to be the one and two seed, but. Like you said, now is the time though because everyone's healthy and everyone looks pretty good. Now is the time to put that run together. Uh, I'm with you. They should be, you know, 24 and 17 or something at yeah. some point. And, like they gotta get to a point where start they're comfortable. getting that separation. Yeah, be the fourth seed. Like get the four seed. See if you can get the third seed because the Western Conference we don't have the standings up, but they're still a mess. The Western Conference standings are still a mess. I do think the Phoenix Suns are going to run away with it. I, I do think the denver winners,
1: winners work baby dude can we did you,
2: can, you see <laughs> did can you we see talk about video? i'm gonna pull this up oh my i'm gonna pull God. this up
1: i have a couple videos to pull up for oh everyone God. right now oh and God. for those of you listening on the podcast we will talk about this first off as the podcast's number one damian lee defender friend of the show Um, I'm a Damian Lee guy. I never thought it was fair when people criticize like a veteran minimum guy who literally grinded his way out of the G League. Like, dude, criticize your guys who make real money. Criticize the number two pick. Criticize guys who actually matter. Don't criticize him. Damian Lee doing pushups on Twitter like the Suns, it's not going to work out for you, buddy. It didn't work out. It didn't work out for Devin Booker. Deandre Ayton and those boys in the past. Um, it's this stuff never works out. No one ever good comes from this winners' work bullshit. Um, this is pure love of the fame, pure look at me type of stuff. You think they're the only team in the NBA who lifts weights post game? <laughs> I promise you, the Warriors do. They're just not. They just aren't posting it on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever it may be. Let's get to the second one, Tim, because this one bothered me even more. DeAndre Ayton doing squats in a towel, the epitome of fake hustle. He's a fake hustle all-star. You know when a game matters, he's going to not show up. He did it last year, getting benched in the playoffs, just generally being so. What is the purpose for squatting 25s in a towel? Andy, what 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 is this? Sorry, he's not squatting. I take it back. Shoulder press, shoulder <laughs> he's doing military press. press.
2: He's doing military military press.
1: Military oh. press. What do we got there? Twenty five, fifty,
2: a <laughs> hundred. The Phoenix Suns are absolutely just incredible. Man. Just do I, doing it for the gram. Like why? Oh my! They are uh, they are they are an IG model. Like this is what the Phoenix Suns are. By the way, somebody texted me last night. Uh, who was at the Kings game, but love watching the Kings. Uh, They texted me and they said Mikkel Bridges and Devin Booker both played 41 minutes last night. And he was saying how Suns are absolutely fraudulent. Just going for it every single game of the regular season so you can win 56 games and then by the playoffs, you're just not good enough. That's the Phoenix Suns. By the way, I want to say, round of applause for all the listeners. Sam just went, while he did the rant, pulled up the tweets, sent them to Tim. (laughs) Doing both things at once not missing a beat during that. That was, as Draymond would say, that was absolutely incredible. <laughs> absolutely. What, what happened to Draymond's podcast, actually? Now that I think about it, the dude's like gone. <laughs> Bob, Myers,
1: Bob Myers finally got some leverage. He's like, <laughs> He's like, oh, you want that extension or you want a pod? Because you're not getting both right now. <laughs> I tell you that much.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?
2: Let's get to the goons. It's time to get to the goons. Enough of the Suns. Enough of the freaking Phoenix Suns, man. We'll get Francisco up here then. All right, Francisco. Let's roll. My man.
4: Hi. How's it going? How's it going? Missing a couple of shows. I was traveling to Portugal in Spain. So, yeah. Lucky man. Yeah, but good game to come back. Well, too bad they lost. This loss is you can't over, overthink it. Well, it's a, they should have, they could not, they should, they could have won. The, the thing is the, the start of the season. That's why these losses, then they, they matter a little bit more, but it was a good game. Uh, the bench played great. Uh, I think just clay started out really slow. He couldn't get it. He, he was passing the ball. They were getting, making some plays, but, The ball wasn't coming back to him to get some shots, and then in the fourth, because of that, it wasn't. You could tell it wasn't in rhythm. Uh, He had a good. He had a good look, but the ball slipped out of his hands, I think, in at the end of the fourth. And then the shot to end the game was perfect, but he, he he hasn't been hitting. He wasn't hitting the entire game, so I don't know. Yeah, but. Enough about the game. Let's talk about soccer, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's hey, called hey, it soccer. It. Wait, it's Sam. I heard it's called soccer now. Okay. Oh, God. since they okay. won I, against I, Iran. It's called soccer.
1: I need I need you to I need your opinion. One was that a penalty.
4: In the last. Well, I'm biased a little bit because Taremi is known here in Portugal to dive a lot, man. So uh, we're gonna edit this out. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's known to dive a lot. Yeah, it might have been a penalty. I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's uh, a lot of pressure at the end of the game. So uh, I- it's a lot of contact. It's it's a contact sport, man. So like uh, people say when we when I used to play soccer, they would say this is not basketball. You have contact, okay? Of course, they flop a lot. <laughs> Irony. Irony, old sports, man. yeah, the Bold irony sports. in it, but both sports. <laughs> but uh it was too bad, man. Like I like I said to you, Sam. You win against Wales, you draw against the U.S., but U.S. they're they're good. Okay, they're, they look really they're, good today. Yeah, they're good they're, their their midfield is good with Tyler Adams and McKinney and Musa. I think it's his name. They yeah. they're good, and you have a good you have a good team. Of course, you have. A couple of good players, then you play as a team. But it happens. It's three games, man. It's it's too short. You miss one game. Of course, that was the the England game was not the problem. It was here in the U.S. game. You missed one goal. You had a couple of good crosses. They couldn't score. And of course, U.S. also they could have scored two goals, and we wouldn't have this conversation about the penalty.
2: Well, I I agree with you. Who, who wins? Who wins?
4: Yeah, I uh, I think well, just whole thing, just, just whole,
2: thing. Yeah. Whole, thing. whole thing, whole thing.
4: I think France. France is really strong. I don't know. Uh I think France and Sp- I don't know. Sp- Spain we were saying without, they're really strong, Ben's but Emma? they beat they beat Costa Rica in the first game, so you you can't tell. Uh I would wish Portugal would win. <laughs> uh but isn't Brazil I, the best
2: team? or or am I am I
4: wrong? My wrong. Damn, I live here. I live too close <laughs> to them. They're too arrogant. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch the game with all my friends. They're my friends, even my family, my wife and my kids. And I can't stand it, man. <laughs> Cuz <because laughs> I love I'd it. I like, I I one thing I did right in my life, okay? My son looks at Neymar and he doesn't like him, okay? He tells <laughs> he falls a lot. He's really, I've, I've, I've put it in his mind that Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, is the best, is the best, is the best, and he doesn't contest that. Even now, when he's not the best, he still says that. Sometimes he's eight years old and says, oh, he's a little bit old. Yeah, I know, but he's good. Yes, yes, yes. But, <laughs> no, Brazil, they're really good, of course. Uh, the thing, the, a good thing I think happened to Brazil was uh, Neymar getting out they put some um, a little bit more midfielders playing, okay? Because the way they're a more of they a team playing, approach now. A little yeah. more of a team. The approach. way they're playing with four four forwards and two midfielders though the, the first game. I don't think against a, a defensive team like Serbia or Switzerland, that would work. Yeah. But against uh Spain that holds the ball a lot, they, that won't work. But uh, Of course, Brazil is favorite. Okay, Andy, they're good. They're all playing the top teams. Portugal, I won't say his favorite. And I think the main thing is Ronaldo is a little bit past his due. And the coach, man, I hate him. (laughs) Everybody hates him in Portugal. But he won the Euro Cup, so we have to keep him for a a couple of years. He passed now to the the next stage, so we're going to keep him for the next couple Uh, of years. So we're lost.
1: (laughs) Appreciate you, my man. Okay. Let's get let's get moving. My guy, right. he, he is my guy. Jean, what's up, man?
5: Hey guys, what's up? Um, kind of frustrated after that game. Um, I I just had a couple of questions where I'm like, I'm really confused on why Steve always. I don't know if it's Steve, but the ball always seems to find Clay in the game-winning shot kind of situation, and like I love I love Clay and all that, but like. I really, I really want to see Steph take that shot in a sense. And I feel like the one instance where I really remember that was last year um, against the Knicks, I think it was. And like, we we had like some insane momentum and then like Clay gets the last shot. And I'm like, I feel like I kind of want to see Steph on those, but like I can live with the clay open three, but you know, that kind of annoyed me um, considering like how clay's night was too. Um,
2: yeah. It was not a, it was not a clay night for sure. I, I can take a go at this. He's like Kyle Shanahan. They're both like this in this particular way where they just,
3: (laughs) they're going to try to, they're
2: going to try to outsmart you uh, some way, somehow. And I think like his thing is, well, Steph is going, Steph is the guy that needs to take the shot. Everybody, the Mavs are going to look at him and take the shot. I'm going to have Steph set a screen. and Honestly, it worked. The reason why Josh green left Klay Thompson wide open is because he was guarding Steph. And they probably should have switched, and they messed that up. That was just bad defense. But I, I'm with you, though. I wish they had just ran that for Steph because he was the guy that was only that was making shots tonight. Clay was cold. I mean, that's Steve, though. I it didn't surprise me at all, honestly. If, no, he, if I, he ran that play before. for Wiggins, it wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Ishan, I appreciate appreciate you. I was gonna right, say last. the other the oh. other thing. You can get one more thing in, but okay. I want to say one other thing. I want to throw out there is like. There's just always this need to run the play for the taller player in the half court. Like, say what you want, but like, Steve will always, he knows Clay can get a clean look more than Steph. Um, just six seven or six three, whether that's fair or not, because Steph can wiggle his way to a shot and hit shit off balance against anyone. But like, I always think that's part of it. End of the day, if Clay is not going to hit those shots, like, I don't know what else you can do other than bench Clay. So, So,
5: i'm sorry sean what was your other my my last question was like i saw that like i was kind of doing the same thing before but i was looking at the schedule and the upcoming Mm -hmm. schedule and we're 11 and 11 and i feel like after a game like this you kind of feel like the sky is falling sometimes and i just wanted to know like where you guys think we are and where do you foresee us finishing and where do you stack us up with the best of the teams right now? That kind of stuff, because I'm kind of nervous right now with how everything is kind of playing out. I understand we're showing some good signs, but you know, felt like we should have it. this game today. So I, I'll take a first pass at this. Um, I appreciate the calls.
1: Um, The West being so mediocre makes me really calm. Like I'm not really concerned about the Warriors being 11 and 11, because I think they're going to end up being at, number three seed in the West, you know, like they're, I feel very comfortable that there'll Ooh. be a three, four seed in the West. Um, it might be a 49 win three seed, but like looking at the way the West is going, Phoenix is going to get their W's. Um, Denver probably will too. After that, I, th- there's no one who I think is going to run off more wins than the Warriors. Um, for me, the bigger thing is there's two teams in the East that concern me. And that's who I'm measuring the Warriors against, Boston and Milwaukee. I don't think the Warriors are at that level yet. I think their starters are at that level. I don't think the roster's developed to that level yet. And for me, that's the bigger thing. I don't think the Warriors are going to end up with better records than either of those teams. I don't think it's realistic at this point. Um, I'm more concerned, can the Warriors develop their roster so that uh, if we get to the playoffs – because the West is mid right now, and I don't like. I'm not particularly concerned. Can they have a team that I feel confident about that can beat Boston or Milwaukee without home court? That's my. That's what I'm concerned about.
2: I have the exact. You just took all the, literally everything that I was gonna say. I I I do think the sixty games that they have. Until then it's good for the warriors it's a long season man the celtics came out there like they were the warriors in 2016 and just said hey i'm we're just going to tear up the league and and we're just going to run all the way to the to finish line i don't you know you know not always the best approach um because it's a long 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 basketball season so i'm with you the warriors are definitely tier 2 right now behind them the the, uh, the bucks and the and the celtics but the western conference is weird because memphis was pretty scary last season and i know desmond bain took a leap and jaron jackson's healthy now but i don't i don't know how scary they are this season they kind of seem like the same team to me when i watch them we'll see let's give them 20 games the pelicans are super fun but ah, dude they don't feel ready I don't. They don't feel ready, and I just don't think Zion and ben, Brandon Ingram, for whatever reason, can ever play seventy-five games. And you, those guys are young. You should be playing seventy-five games a season right now. Because if you can't do it now, you're never going to be. and Draymond are playing seventy-nine to eighty games at that age. Yeah. So I, you know, Clay was playing all eighty-two. Right. Like those guys should just be playing more games than they are, and it's frankly not good that they can't. And so after that, it's the Clippers. We are watching them right now. The Clippers are the Clippers, man. They're going to win 45, but who the hell knows? Paul George and Kawhi aren't even playing. So, yeah, I mean, you go down the list. The question, I guess, is can the Warriors win all the way to the NBA Finals if they're five seeds? So that's a question because they're not going to have home court advantage at all. Can they do that? I would say, I mean, yeah, they could, but that seems, seems taxing. So, I mean, that's the only question. It's a yeah. long season, man. Kaminga's the key. Kaminga's the key.
1: There were three seed last year. I'm using that as, like, the guiding where they need to be.
6: So. Oh. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? How's it going? Neil. uh, Crying some tears right now. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, like, overall, I wasn't – I'm not that concerned from this. Like, compared to, like, the 015 road trip where, like, it was, I was, like, dreading watching those yeah, that well, was that was depressing. There, there was like a yeah, that's where I was like, that was like real pain. I think the, I mean this was just like Luca. Just you know, he did what he did. I mean he he was just hitting tough shots and getting bullshit calls, which you know he he does, and that that's fine. Um, yeah. But I mean that the the two thing, the only two of the big concerns for me are really just like I feel like at times it, it's funny they were like showing the rebounding stats, and I was seeing the Warriors were like ahead of the Mavs, which like it just didn't feel that way. It felt like every second chance, like, opportunity, the Mavs grabbed off the boards and, like, led to, like, an open three or, like, a Luka contested shot. Um, So I feel like the rebounding at times is just a bit suspect, and that's kind of to be expected, being that the Warriors aren't, like, that big of a team. Um, And, yeah, then I think what you guys have kind of mentioned earlier, but Jordan Poole um, really kind of uh, just hit or miss here and there, just, like, the travel, the traveling is just – uh, it's just kind of shot i mean like cuz last year he just felt like the confidence soaring and i feel it feels like he's just in his head a lot of the time especially with the travels or the carries um so that was really my two takeaways that the loss itself overall not too bad considering they have a pretty good schedule coming up at yep. home for the road trip so those are kind of my takeaways appreciate it neil i
1: agree with you i mean i think everything Everything's in context of the the crappy start, but ultimately, like, I feel confident and, you know, let's start getting some W's. Let's start creating some separation from 500. And yeah, we'll be back. Appreciate it, everyone.